the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! It's all right, isn't it? Come on in to Prem de la Prem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. It is your match week eight recap. It is the end of September. Green Day is slowly crawling out of its hibernation as we move into October. We are back from the international break slash queen break. Patrick, it's unprecedented. We live in unprecedented times. Mm. All I really have to say is uh, hashtag RIP Lizzie. And it's been unsettling. It's been unsettling in many ways. First and foremost, as a football fan. Yes. Hashtag respect as well. Mm. With the two for Derek Jeter. gone well, but never forgotten yeah well patrick i think the key for us is oh no no not charlie. that kind of key i didn't mean music key charlie we're not doing that <laughs> we're not we doing that for just, Lizzie. charlie this is not on it's it's just not on i'll tell you he's been a problem he's been a full-blown problem since the end of in the end of last season when he dipped out early i've been on it he's been on a tear james Patrick, I've been on the hunt doing a little Sherlock Holmes in myself. I think he let Conti into the studio last last time around. I don't know who else it would have been. Yeah. It's just you, you, him, and me here. And it would be him to get such a great get and then not inform us and let him go rogue. And, you know, that could have been a groundbreaking interview for us. But instead. Right. We got, he's like, we got yeah. Antonio Conte for Prem Del Prem, but he's not doing an interview. He's just going to do a song and a bit. Yeah. Would be very on brand. We'll see you again, Charlie, at the appropriate time. For now, scootaloo. Patrick. As Lizzie would have said. <laughs> I, for one, hope her corgis are well fed and are also able to move on. You know, you hear a lot of stories about mm. dogs passing shortly after their owners. I hope someone is out there making sure those corgis get a good leg stretch. That would be sad, James. That would be sad. But yes. Um, oh, one more I question can't for you, Patrick. A time without Lizzie. So no, I would be surprised if you could. Are you are you team Megan or are you team family, royal family, Emerson royal family? I'd probably go. Um, I'd probably go team down the middle. Don't really care, James. C- I did watch a, the whole. B. Yeah, a little bit. I did watch the whole Oprah special. Um, we're we're not going to get into the why, but suffice it to say, I don't have uh, complete control over the remote in my household. But that <laughs> itself uh, left me confused, James. I don't want to go too deep of a tangent, but I like some of the points I'm saying, but I also think that they've benefited greatly from the esteem. So it's tough to hmm. tough to have. So much sympathy for the two of them, but I'm also not, I wouldn't say I'm team royal family. I actually went to London, James, in 2012 and did a documentary on um, the royal family, and it was... <laughs> that was your takeaway from the trip, was it? 
it was well received, um, except it was only exported in like 180p, so really unwatchable on anything larger than an iPad Touch. Not uh, 1080, iPhone not touch. 1080, 180. No, yes, real, real small. Uh, my teacher on that trip was a bit of a dingbat. Um, she said that would just make the export go faster, which is unquestionably true, but not the point. Uh, when you spend this whole semester working on something, you got to find that abroad. you got to find that reassuring when your teacher's telling you to export in whatever's the quickest. Yeah, yeah, she's. Um, I, I can't imagine she's she's listening to this, uh, but no, she's she, she wasn't great, wasn't great. But anyway, James. Well, Patrick, nothing like a month off in a season where they've also shoehorned the World Cup into November. This is going to be just fine. I'm excited. It's all going to be World just Cup, fine. But I'm excited. It's an all about the World Cup. Yeah, it's an all gas no breaks kind of season. Just when you think you're going to get a lot of games in a row, boom, one month off. Yes. In a, in a weird. Yeah. What? What? What is even going on right now, James? I am clueless. Yet again, clueless. Uh, in, in what sense? Like why the games got called off? Just well, why s- some of them got called off? Mm. Why we called them off at first, but then decided to to run it when they were actually doing the funeral processions the week after? Just a well, Patrick. Series of interesting moves by by whoever's in charge in in England. It is a Not, Premier League. It is a Premier yeah. League masterclass where um, the nation decided to enter a prolonged period of mourning for a monarch that's become nothing short of a symbol, really. I don't think it really changes the way the nation runs on a day-to-day. That might sound just on all the on the currency and all that, so... I imagine that'll stay. But, Patrick, what they've yeah. done... The day it happened, United played Sociedad and lost. I have to imagine that's because their mind was just on our dear queen, so I honestly think it's disgraceful, and we should get the points back for that one. Afterwards... Because the, the day after... the. Or, or actually, no, it was the same day, just later yeah. in the day. Arsenal thanks was for, told at halftime, and they won. Thanks for calling me on that. Thanks for calling me on that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So they canceled what I believe was match week seven entirely. That was a nationwide moratorium on fun in general. And mm-hmm. the following week, they had the funeral. The following weekend was the funeral. They needed an expanded police presence. So they looked at games in which there would be a large police presence, such as Manchester United versus Leeds. Makes sense. They called that game off. They're like, hey, we need those greater Manchester area policemen to scootaloo on down to London and be a part of this procession. And then they looked at games that uh, no one really cares about. So like Brentford Arsenal, for instance, Mm. they said, you know what? Even though it's in London, why don't you guys go ahead? Mm -hmm. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? It does, yeah. It's just like, you know, in years past when City was just dominating on their way to a title, it's just like a little boring, isn't it? So, understood, understood there. Um, well, thinking yeah, of, yeah, thinking of sh- City. Oh, go ahead, Patrick. I you was can- just going to say they need some police over a different part of London where uh, Tottenham just bent Leicester City over because that was an oh, assault. Wow. It was an absolute assault. Wow. At the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium last week. We talk a lot about Never Leicester, Never wanted to James. mince words, Patrick Crowley. Comparing that to uh, nothing, nothing short of a sexual assault, it sounded like. Whoa, James. Okay. Just talking about a, a light spanking. <laughs> a light spanking. Jeez. <laughs> In any case, James. Um, Spurs City, versus Leicester. The full-blown problem. Yeah. Well, in, in that sense. In that sense. Yeah, let's lead, let's lead with the negative, why don't we? Uh, I, 
I, Brendan Rodgers is certainly to blame in some areas, but I start to wonder how much you can really hold against him when you've got simple errors from your best players like Ndidi, and then for whatever that excuse of a goalkeeper is in the form of a man named Danny Ward. Yeah, letting Schmeichel go, I don't think ever made sense. It didn't even seem like there were rumors about it. I don't know if it was a financial... It did come up out of nowhere. I also wonder how much of it was a mandate. Yeah, and he's like 35, so he's got a couple, you have to imagine, still good years left in him in the the league. But yeah, he's a... a Ward is... It's diabolical what he's it's, doing back there. They need to address that somehow, some way. If it's not in January, I, I don't know. Because they can score. They're still mm-hmm. a fun team to watch. They're almost must-watch football because they just got so much action going on. Yeah. But they are Swiss cheese. American American comparison for you, Patrick. I'm trying to think of a player compare like a positional comparison to like a quarterback that no one on the team trusts or likes. There's just a stink around like lining up in the huddle. And, and, and like getting in formation, they're like, he's not going to hit me with the pass. I think the keeper is that position when the entire back line is like, oh brother, this guy stinks. Yeah. On the, um, the Mar Vista Job, that was Ron. That's a real deep cut for one listener (laughs) and nobody else. Uh, but suffice it to say, James, I agree with you that it's just, it's, it's gotta be so disheartening to know that you can play you know, B-plus defense, and you, you, you play B-plus defense, you expect your keeper to come up with some saves. And he's had some howlers all season long. He had the howler against Arsenal, or just dropped the ball right for Granite Xhaka um, to bang one home. He's had a few other howlers throughout the season. They've given up more than four goals, I think, on four occasions, three occasions. They've given up 22 goals, James, in just seven games. Mm-hmm. 3.1, 3.2 a game, something like that. It's atrocious. Atrocious. I don't see it stopping anytime soon. It's either. pretty gross. Leicester's also deceivingly been in a lot of their games recently, which is very cruel. Like if I told you that at halftime, they were very much in the game against Brighton, which they lost 5-2. And at halftime, I believe they were 2-2 tied against Tottenham. Lost that game 6-2. It's a tough mm-hmm. second half for Leicester, but I'll tell you what. They might be coming up into must-win game territory, Patrick. They got Nottingham Forest at home. Bournemouth away. Wow. I think that first one, that first one might have to be, I don't know if I'm willing to go as far as must win, but it certainly can't lose. At home to Forest, absolutely. Certainly can't lose. And I actually kind of rate them in that game. That's a head roller. They haven't been so, so bad. I mean, they have, but mostly just in terms of, they clearly don't have an edge. They just have just brain dead mistakes. They're just not thinking. They're just, just not playing it's the same squad as last year. They're just not mm-hmm. playing with any sort of cohesion, which you would expect out of some of those professionals. So it's it's time to stand up and be counted, as you like to say, James, because yeah. I think that's all it, all it is for uh, for Leicester because they're 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 scoring goals. They're getting up and down the field. They're putting pressure on the team. There's still that same dynamic nature to them, but they're just it's just chaos, chaos. Oh yeah, great entertainment. They're ex- they are still must watch. In a very sad, dark, opposite sense, they're still must-watch. Correct. Uh, and I think if they were to hand-pick their own next two fixtures, it would be these. So let's see what they can come up with. Um, Fair I, enough. I do look forward to hearing the possibility of the King Power Stadium at halftime if they go in a goal down against Nottingham Forest. Right. Toxic stadium vibes are some of my favorite in all sports. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Well, partially you gotta you gotta look at Leicester for their misgivings and 
bad tidings, but you also have to just sometimes appreciate the irrepressible beast on the other side that is Spurs and particularly a Hyungman son with a chip on his shoulder mm. with, with the off-the-bench hat trick show. Sometimes that's all it takes. Uh, just, again, playing against a beaten down side. What a way to get himself going, get himself kicking on for the season. North London Derby coming up. Sure, you love to see that on the wrong side of North London. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 a scary, scary guy to get going. Uh, I think that they're playing a good, some good football. Obviously, still one of the two unbeaten sides. I would say that they're 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 in a weird spot where I, I don't know that I've ever been so confident in any of the results that they've gotten. They still seem to be scratching and clawing, but they're getting it done. And which is that's 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 what good teams do. Uh, and you should they should be taking all of those points uh, from 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 Leicester there, but they're doing it convincingly and that was again after uh, a pretty pretty pathetic loss uh in the champions league against sporting uh, okay. just mid midweek before that right so good little bounce back good little bounce back out of spurs uh but yeah they're they're getting it done they're getting it done i suppose mm-hmm. scratching and clawing away yeah. patrick uh we will do we will do the north london derby preview later on in the episode but right now let's just talk about your gunners with a strong bounce back game against lifeless Brentford. It was it was kind of like a right team at the right time moment. You wouldn't have known it going out onto the field, but as it so proved, well, how many was it three goals in the first half or was it more spaced out than that? Cuz it was a convincing 3-0. It was two two in the first half and then right after the half the third, yeah. which is the the third goal right after the half to kill in the 2-0 game. The game put next them down. game over every time. Yeah. Um, but one of these days, days, James, you're going to have to start saying uh, that Arsenal's just neutralizing these opponents rather than they just coming out a little soft. Brentford's coming off a 5-2 win coming into that fixture. Right. Neutralized. Yeah. Phenomenally. So, and these are the types of these are the types of games, I think, is um, Arsenal fans and Arsenal Nation, who I feel comfortable representing, have just... I think always kind of had some trepidation around, right? Going mm-hmm. on the road, tough little side, especially looking back to the fixture last year, opening opening day, uh, where they walked all over us, if we're honest. Arsenal just got a little bit of an edge, a little bit of a grit. Uh, it's going to be on, on full display, of course, in the North London Derby, which we'll preview soon. But yeah. they're just, they're they're starting to present themselves more consistently. Uh, and I and I, despite the loss, and I, I don't think that they were you know good value for the win on the day, but I thought they presented themselves even well against against United. So, it's a it's a it's a good evolution for this for this side, and we're not getting carried away with title contenders quite yet. If we're speaking yet. in all honesty, yet yet yet. Give me give me give me yep. what is it? Two days? Yeah, give me two days. No, it is. Uh, I think it would be quite foolish to not give Arsenal their their ounce of credit that they deserve from how they've shown up this season. And the narrative has kind of like sneakily shifted this season, right? It's like old Arsenal used to be, yeah, they can pop up with a big win against United or Chelsea or um, Spurs, but can they do it against Brentford when the pressure's off, you know? And now it's like they've taken care of business against literally everybody they should have, looking back yeah. at the schedule. And then the the doubts crept in in the opposite sense, where it's like, oh, they play their first big game, big team of the season, and and don't win. Which is why you know this this Saturday fixture. I mean, talk about coming out of the cold and straight into the frying pan with a four thirty a.m. North London derby. Um, 
we might as well talk about it now because we're previewing both sides. But right. this has so many implications to both teams. I, I, I honestly can't wait. Yeah, this one, um, this one should be a cracker. It really should. With both teams, I think in in good form. Uh, this is one of those big games, right? Arsenal lost their their first big test. Um, I do, you know, at, yeah. At the time of the game, right? It's always kicking off the weekend, so it's going to be for the for the league lead. Spurs are sitting a point off. Arsenal, so uh, draw are better for Arsenal. They stay in first, and obviously Spurs win. They'll leapfrog them and head all yeah. the way into first. Oh yeah, and this would be uh, Spurs's. <laughs> Spurs haven't won at the Emirates in the league since since 2010. They've got a cup win in that time frame. Uh, but this is a revenge game. If you know, it wasn't the end all be all. But the last time these two teams met, a lot was on the line as well. And Spurs absolutely walked all over Arsenal at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, of course, Mind. but but. Uh, they they should be coming out with an edge arsenal. Mind expect, the gap. I expect um, Spurs coming out an edge. I expect both teams backing themselves. I think you got a little bit of animosity brewing between these managers, neither of whom like to take accountability, mm-hmm. both of whom like to chirp. I would not be if if I could. I don't think I'm going to be able to get odds on this, but I would I would put an encounter of some kind between Conte and Arteta as an all, all but guarantee in this game and I'm I'm up for that. Uh but yeah, Spurs still unbeaten. They're gonna be up for it. How uh, much do you think Conti thinks about his handshakes now? Because he can't he can't be known as the handshake guy. He's gotta he's gotta find his beefs in other ways. Yeah, I think uh well here's the thing. Arteta's gonna be riling up the crowd. One thing that I'm sure riles people up that cracks me up to no end about Arteta is at the Emirates. He doesn't do this on the road, but at the Emirates, he will follow the referee as close as he can to the VAR monitor. And then no matter what the play looks like, he will throw his hands up in disgust and walk away from the monitor and the fans <laughs> go nuts every time. And so I think that Arteta's got a way. That's advanced analytics there, yeah, Patrick. It's, well done. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty hilarious. And, and I think that Arteta's going to find a way through some of his antics to get under Conti's skin. And I think Conti might just be Conti and piss off Arteta. I think it's going to be a little one of those little chess matches because he, you got two Patrick two I think it takes little to nothing guys. little to nothing to get under Conti's skin like I think you and I would just have to exist in his general presence and he'd be like who the fuck are these guys I think that that's fair I think that that's fair but I also don't think that it's a I kind of also think Conti is unflusterable. Like, you can get under his skin, but it doesn't change But I think that's he, just stasis Yeah, he's not yeah. going to lose his head as a result I just think it's good good entertainment. I think he can turn it on and turn it off like it's nothing. Not like, you know, Tuchel who's sprinting down the sideline to celebrate a draw. Lost mm-hmm. his gourd. Mm-hmm. Absolutely lost it that yep. day. Um, but yeah, I, we, know me, who James, won the, we know who won the handshake. Yeah, interested to get your take on it, but I got a 2-1 Arsenal win. I think Arsenal come out, get all over Spurs in the first half, and then kind of turtle a little bit, concede to the quality of Spurs later yeah. on in the game, Yeah, and then they bring on Rob Holdini and see the game out with five at the back. That's my... That's my. That's how I see this game going. I don't know how I could see it any other way, so I'm curious to see how you see it. Oh, it's funny you say that. Uh, I think you set the stage perfectly well, but just to hammer it home, Spurs with a chance to go top of the table with a dub. It would spark a lot of questions about Arsenal if their their losses are against United and Spurs. Alter- People start chirping. People start chirping. Alternatively, huge statement of intent possibility from Arsenal. Talk about title contenders. I'm not sure we would smash that button with a with an nld win but like it 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 would kill the narrative right that that started to fester from that united game which is go beat a big fish that's in good form 
and you need you need you need to plant one more than one flag to get a Champions League spot. But this would be a big flag plant on that journey for Arsenal to not just well you know, navigated. Yes, separating yourself by four points eight games in from Spurs or you know the rest of the field. Yeah, uh, is not that meaningful. I think Southampton did it. You know. Uh, I think Everton was close to doing it a couple of years ago, so it's, yeah. it's 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 not the end of the discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with how they're playing on form, uh, this is a game that, quite honestly, James, it has me nervous because I think that that's like you said, right? What was what was Arsenal's undoing last year? It it wasn't the Spurs game, to be honest. It was the slip up against the Brighton, Southampton. Um, there was a third team in there. I forget who it was. It was um, Palace. They lost three on the trot before winning at Chelsea. Then, they, of course, they lost to Newcastle when they just needed to win the last two games of the I was going to say, wasn't it still in your destiny at After Newcastle? the Spurs game, yeah. 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 We yeah. had to win out. We had to win out, but it was against um, Newcastle and then, I believe, Everton. At you know, that, that point, the, 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 the sheer weight of the narrative was too strong when you went to Newcastle. Right, and so I think that there is a it's a, it's a fair criticism uh, to talk about Arsenal and their inability to take... When, when the moment is big, when the step is there to be taken... They haven't taken it in the past, right? And so I think that the the we had a little bit of the movement of the goalpost last year where we had a shot at Champions League and blew it, but no one gave us a shot at the start of the year. And so I think now this is a bit more of the expectation. Mm-hmm. And so to the pressure's on, you've had a lot of time to think about it. You don't want to get you don't you you can't lose this game, but that can't be the mentality. It has to be a winning a winning mentality. Watching all or nothing, I'm sure that's what Arteta's gonna be preaching. Whether or not the players get out there and really put in, stick in a tackle and do all that, who's to say? Uh, but I, I, I think they'll be proper up for it. Yeah. Arsenal, and I, I don't doubt Spurs will be either, though they've laid a couple eggs at the Emirates in years past. So I'd, I'd really love just, you know, 2-0 yeah. up in the 15th minute just to settle settle the nerves as we did last <laughs> year. Uh, but yeah, f- f- like a 4.30 panic attack is, is, uh, is on the menu. Yeah, it's like, oh, I missed football. And you turn on a 4.30 game, go down 1-0 and start questioning everything. Yeah. Uh, Huge game, Patrick. Huge stakes. Both teams coming in hot. That's why it's going to be a draw for me. It's going to be a <laughs> nil-nil draw. No, <laughs> it's too uh, chaotic. I think to it's either it's either a draw scrolls. or an Arsenal win for me, and I am leaning Arsenal. I think a lot of times with the North London derby, whoever is at home, um, I, I gets gets. I, that, yeah. This is like the worst piece of analysis ever. But in my brain, if it's a if going into it form wise, it's it's pretty even. I think. I don't know if stats would back me up, but I think the home team gets the slight edge. They do. They do. And I think it's because they're both weak-minded. Correct. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So hopefully uh, hopefully that stays true today or, to, or, or, or yeah. for, this, for Spurs, this game. Spurs go into this game being like, oh, we'll get him back at our patch anyway. <laughs> right. And then Arsenal are like, we better fucking win this because we're not winning the one later. You know, exactly. We got we to lock it up. I'm glad uh, you no. said it. I'm glad you said it. Exciting one. It. You're going to be up at 4.30, yeah? Of course, yes. James, I've, I got up at 4. They pushed the, the game to 4, and I, have, I haven't had a Premier League game yeah. at 4 a.m. for the Brentford game. Mm. I have a big uh, flight later that day. There. I don't know if you know that, so uh, I might be conserving my energy and catching it on the replay. But there have been many times in our group chat where I've explicitly said, fellas, don't ruin the game. I'm waking up late. And then Colin will just smack like, wow, what a result, 2-1. You have They're to like hit. explicitly. That's on you. It's on you. You can't kill the group chat because you want to record it. And what you, you but that's put, the most James thing ever. You hit hide alerts, and then you don't look at it. <sighs> yeah. 
Fair have enough. you ruined it yourself by going on Twitter just like out of habit? Accidentally? Yes, I have. I have done yeah, that I before. Do, I've done that all the time. Now I leave my phone in the other room and uh, I realize I realize in 90 minutes how broken my brain is. Yeah, I don't know what to do. If, and if you get hit with the ads at halftime and you can't actually fast it's forward It's impossible it. to explain to the older generation that 90 minutes in front of a television watching a game of football is not stimulation. James, I reorganized <laughs> my entire spice cabinet over this international break. I was so goddamn bored. Just reorganized. <laughs> Alphabetical, too. Alphabetical by, by, by category. Just psycho moves. Psycho mm-hmm. moves. I really need this mm-hmm. football back. Yeah, well, you're getting it. You're getting your wish on Saturday, baby. I think we're both leaning Arsenal dub. Let's see. Uh, before we jump to the other derby that's happening, Patrick, I got to tell you a story. I went to a wedding a couple weekends ago. Went out on the East Coast. Flew JetBlue. Nice plane. Nice plane. They give you TV. They give mm-hmm. you full TV access. Uh, USA and the Goombas over at Premier League on NBC decided to air Aston Villa versus Southampton over Fulham versus Forest, which if they had any sense would have known that it was like two relegation candidates just duking it out. It was the worst game I've ever seen. Like very rarely <laughs> are you in a situation where you're forced to watch Villa Southampton. If that's yeah. the, if that's the 7 a.m. slate, it's probably the last or second to last game you're picking. And we normally stick to our top six teams. It was, it reminded me of watching LAFC. And the commentators don't pretend it's good like they do in the MLS. Where <laughs> they're oh, and it just went out for a throw in there. Uh, these these commentators they let you know exactly when they're feeling what you're feeling. They're like, well, it hasn't been the most entertaining game, but Aston Villa sure would love these points. <laughs> the goal was bad. It was questionable. It was VAR reviewed. Gross. Utterly gross. Meanwhile, the little ticker is updating in the corner like, ooh, Fulham up 1-0. Or Forrest up 1-0. Oh, Fulham 2-1. Or 3-1. 3-2. Just having to, watch, having to watch a great game happen in the ticker was uh, very upsetting. Nearly ruined my weekend. Nearly called off the wedding. That Fulham was scored not mine. Three, three times in, I think it was like eight minutes or something yeah, like that. Some nice goals there, too. Yeah, absolutely. Some nice goals. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, how poetic uh, of Frank and Steve getting their first wins. Same same match week. Oh, God. It was their first wins, was it? Match week eight. They were both number eights. Illuminati confirmed. Yep. Yep. Watch out, Southgate. Both 1-0. Wow. Both two, at home. Two English managers on the rise coming for his wow. job after the World Cup. Writing's on the wall. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, this job's going to be open. <laughs> Let's call it what it is. Yeah. I mean. What's the what's the stonk on Iran and uh, Wales to advance out of that group? Oh, Wales is going to come up later, Patrick. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, Switch we'll, gears. We're going to talk City. Real quick one. Fun fact. Bournemouth or 12th? Just, that's Just, it. Yeah. Just Bournemouth or 12th. So newsworthy. <laughs> Remarkably newsworthy. Thank you, Newcastle. I was running through the table. Wait, my parlay. Oh, oh, that was the straw that broke the back there, huh? It was, yeah. Who's Bournemouth's manager? Is it a temp? What are we looking at here? Is it Ryan the temp? Ryan the temp. I actually don't know. Um, Let's see if we can get some uh, information on this. Advanced analytics. I'm talking Bournemouth manager. Yeah, we mentioned this in the the intro, James. We might as well live up to the hype. Uh, Gio Neal. 
I'm going with Greg. Oh, it's clickable. Gary. Close enough. Gary O'Neill. Interim. People also search for... Who cares? Interim coach. Okay, well, shout out Bournemouth. They're undefeated in their last three. Two draws and a win. With some interesting form. Interesting form. I wonder who they're going to hire full-time. Um, there are some fun candidates out there. Yeah, we'll see. I think it, I think it kind of... Uh, they, they'll probably ride the interim out till till the yeah, World Cup break, for sure. I think. For sure. Yeah. 100%. All right, Patrick. Well, I am once again saying... That city are ominous. Very Stute. ominous. Yes. Stute. Yes. I'll let me be the first one to say it. Wow, James. I'm so gonna go brave. out. On, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they are far and away my favorites to win the title. I mean, oh, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Oh, shots fired. I, point points totals be damned. They're my front runner. This guy. <laughs> I'm calling the Maverick for nothing. This, this guy, he's just making a lot of yeah. assumptions. So I'll tell you, James, when I was looking at the schedule about four or five weeks ago, I didn't think there was going to be much in this game. Wolves City. I mean Wolves City. Oh, okay. So we're on to the Derby. Oh. Well, yeah. Who cares about Wolf City? I just, City I'm just, them. I'm just amazed that. Wow. Okay. So the match week eight extended highlights of Wolf City. City won three nil. They could have gotten a guy celebrating. No, the thumbnails. Jack Grealish getting clattered. Yeah. Well, was the, that was the red card, right? Which is pretty. Yeah. Pretty donkey brained. Yeah. Thirty three minutes uh, down two nil. Could have been way Tough. worse. Tough. Could have been way worse to get out of that with three nil. Is actually pretty impressive. Um, I've been there as a United fan in recent years. Going down to City. Oh, I mean, I'm talking to the master right here. Going down to City in the first 10 minutes right. is the most deflating feeling, I think, in all of sportsdom. You, you just got to sit there. Yeah, you're just like, fuck. We got another you're 80 done. of this. You're just it's absolutely toast. done. It's toast. Yeah, the, the worst was the, the 430 game where I woke up at 442. Turned it on and just watched <laughs> Gundogan celebrate in the second goal. I think the best part about it was you Nosferatu'd it. You're like, well, normally they've scored by now. Turn it on. And they have. It's the kind of thing we do in our brains where it's like if we say it out loud, maybe it won't happen. No, it did happen. That was the one where I was complaining about the VAR check <laughs> for a goal that I didn't see. <laughs> so good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this, Darby. Um, Harry Maguire is injured. So... Things are looking up. Yep. Yep. You know, normally that kind of role is reserved for Varane when he goes on international duty, but the true patriot that Maguire is got stuck yeah. in. Yeah. Might be, might be, well, I don't want to, they're not celebrating it, but I wonder what that means for England. Is he, is he meant to be back for the World Cup? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, he'll be back. He in will, the World he Cup will side. make himself available. Yeah. I'm sure he will. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he will. Yeah. But for me, James, I'll get your, your thoughts in a second here. I'm going to go take this one. Uh, but preview here. United here. A win puts them two points off City. Again, after... What did you call it? A train wreck start, James? Yeah. Yeah, I after think a train when, I think when you lose to Brentford 4-0, you're in, you're in the T-word territory. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Shout out to Amy Schumer. Friend of the pod, maybe. Uh, so I think the win is a pipe dream here, James, if I'm honest. Um, but one that could come true. I'm looking back at the stats here. In the last 10 Manchester Dar Derbies at the Etihad, where I think 
you could say unquestionably Manchester United has been the worst version of themselves in Premier League history over that decade, if you're going to carve out a decade. Okay. Their record is 5-1-4 and four at the Etihad in this fixture in the league. So it's a fixture they're more than capable of winning. One it plays historically... directly into our most recent patterns of play. Yes, it's one they're capable of winning. Uh, they did get rinsed last year, 4-1, after um, Sancho so smugly shrugged at the crowd, as if to say, I told you so. Still a great we'd only lose. We'd only lose by three here. Uh, but for me... Just like Man banners, City, social media is forever. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but for me, Man City's the best team in world football. I know, second groundbreaking take of the segment. Yep. Nice Colin's one. a goddamn cyborg. Nice I really one. want him to embrace the villain a little bit more because he looks it and he could be it so so well but he just seems like a, a likable character i know that is the worst part isn't it it is and he says you know i i said here you know i could come here and score a whole bunch of goals but said he score 100 goals and i can't really just say that because then people are going to make comments i'm like fair but yeah okay moving on uh but i think as much as i rate united's defense i don't see them getting out of this with conceding so i think we're looking at possibly the the counter Little smash and grab. Erickson and Bruno got to be on James for this to work. Yeah. But I don't see it. I don't Here's... see it. I think um, I think City, as vulnerable as they might be, down stones. I could see maybe a draw 1-1-2-2, one, one, two, two, but I think a tense game where City's getting it done. Maybe even 1-0 or 2-0, two, 2-1, nil, two, something like that. I got I got City in a tight, low-scoring affair. Here's the problem, Patrick. First of all, Man U's coming into this game in better form than City. Let's get one thing very clear. Sure. Let, let me be clear. Four wins, they have three wins and a draw. Yeah. So. Would you take... So, now that that's a, said. Would you take a running Toyota Camry or a, a Ferrari that just needs to visit to the shop? <laughs> How quickly do I need to get somewhere? <laughs> so you got, you let got, me answer you got, your question with another question, bro. You got till, you got till the weekend. You got till the weekend. You got till 6 a.m. Sunday morning. So you better find a shop that's open on Friday, maybe even Saturday morning. Get that car back, take it to the wash, and you'll be I'm ready I'm done to with this analogy. And I think it was a good one. I'm also done with your line of questioning. Uh, Patrick, here's the problem. When you were telling me there was a supreme amount of disrespect on these lines, like Manchester United plus one and a half at... Even um, odds, yeah. Even odds. Disrespect. If, maybe they knew something I didn't at that time, if we had our full team, I would have really backed us to get a cheeky draw. Because we are defensive... Sol- we are... Defensively solid. I, I agree with you. I don't think we can go to the Eddie Hat and keep a clean sheet yet. Uh, but I do think we had a goal in us. So I was hoping maybe a 1-1 or even a crazy 2-2. Here's the thing. Rashford's injured. Martial. Uh, we took a month off of football, and he has not been able to shape, <laughs> shake off this, this niggling injury. So that's a bit of a backbreaker because it means we can't play our fast counterattacking game as fluidly. Um and it actually makes Ten Hag's decision a very interesting one. Ronaldo did not exactly cover himself in glory on international break, unlike his uh, his uh, countryman Diego Dallo back mm-hmm. in a brace. So, you know, he's locked in for the lineup. But what are we going to do here? Are we going to run Ronaldo out for a huge game, knowing that this is like the antithesis of a game where Ronaldo would shine, knowing his qualities these days? I, it, to me, it doesn't make any sense. But what's the alternative? Are we going to go with a Bruno as a false nine kind of thing, which Rangnick tried last year in that game with, with Pogba, and and it didn't work. It did not work. So that's not to say a Ten Hag look at a false nine is, is the same as a Rangnick one, but 
it's an interesting choice. I, w- I would not want to be the coach for this one. Do you have a third option that would make sense with um, Sancho and Anthony that could kind of do that like rotating front three look that you would play ahead of Ronaldo? Ahead of wait, what do you mean ahead of him? Would you put like a like Garnacho is the only like is there somebody better than Garnacho that would like basically the wing you know how some size they'll play like three wingers up front and they'll just kind of move yeah. It out yeah I could see him doing that with Alanga Alanga fair enough I'm yeah. still waiting to get our he Anthony could put in a shift I'm still waiting yeah, to get our Anthony front three mm. Anthony Anthony oh, that would be Anthony. great yeah still waiting oh, for yeah. it it could happen mm. one day uh, I, I I would not be surprised if he did that and just went with like work rate and effort um, because I think that's all that Alanga really gives you at this point in his career, unfortunately. Uh, so that might be the move, or you could do some kind of Bruno Erickson false nine, which he actually did against Brighton with Erickson and it didn't work out too well. Or we roll the Ronaldo dice. Like right when you count him out, he does tend to shove it in your face. I know that happened with Spurs and that hat trick. So I think he plays. I think I think Ronaldo starts. Oh, he'll play. Uh, but the question is if he starts. And if he starts, I think that's he'll a huge start. call. Yeah, I think he starts because it's it's for me it's one of those games where you know, how many good chances are you likely to get in this game? How much of the ball are you going to see? I don't know that Ronaldo necessarily facilitates that, but if you need a chance to fall to somebody, you know, I would rather at him than Alanga just running full speed, mm. beating the whole team, and then hoofing it out of the stadium. Right. But the interesting thing is here, Ronaldo's been missing chances, uncharacteristically, yeah. for club and country. So the stats and, and form would say, keep using him as a super yeah. sub where he's actually done very well. But I, I, also, I also think we're at like critical mass of how much hate and disrespect can Ronaldo get. I think we're at that point where he is in such a bad run of form that he's due like a like a shut up game. So yeah, it's it's tough. He one. loves a he loves a big moment. He loves mm-hmm. a big stage. Mm-hmm. So if I'm going if with he, yeah, if I'm going with my head, I, I I I'm afraid to think now knowing what our team availability is. It might be just a routine two nil city and and they like don't even want to score more. They just kill, don't want to open it up. Right. Yeah. They just kill the game that kind of way, which would be devastating. Um, but I'm holding out hope for a draw. I think we're a different team than we were last year. So it kind of it, it kind of feels to me like one of those games where you know City's going to put it on you. You're, they're going to put it on you early. They, they put it on everybody early. And the key to getting a result out of City, of course, if, if if you can find a way to score in the first half, but it really is it's blanketing them in the first half. It's putting them in a position where you know they the their, their bench quality is insane. Sometimes they just take a long time to just break through. They can be a little bit patient, but I mean this this season with um, what's it called with with Holland and De Bruyne, that combo is just yeah they're gonna find a way. It's out of control. I mean, I rate Lissandra Mar- Martinez. I think he got a little unfairly hated, but that boy's gonna get bullied. He's gonna be real bullied by Holland. He's gonna get tossed. He pocketed Holland last year in the Champions League. Just saying. Just saying. Not yeah. and you know, Q a Holland brace, but yeah, yeah. Talk, talk, talk your shit, James. Yeah, I'm just saying. Shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> Martinez gets a lot of flack for that height. Short King's got to rise up. Not that I am one. I'm actually six foot two. But uh, well, just rounding up. <laughs> All right, Patrick. Let's move on to a segment that we're calling the World Cup Ultimatum. We're invoking the great state of Missouri, and we're saying, "Show me 
something to believe in. Patrick and I have chosen two teams who need to use this window between the international break that's just ended and the upcoming World Cup to really kick off their season. They got a run of about how many games, Patrick? Seven? Seven league games, mm. uh, but for, for those in Europe, because mm. there's going to be mixed in... Two more, right? Um, Carabao. No, it's there's the, there's six, six European games. Holy! Six cup games for the European sides, not all uh, European. I believe the Carabao's kicking off. And the FA Cup won't be kicking off for no, that's many of these teams. Uh, but the Carabao Cup kicking off. And then, uh, yeah. Wow. All Some right. European games. Patrick, uh, would you like to start with a team? Well, I actually did four teams. So why don't you start and hopefully you, you hit one of mine off the list. You did four teams. Yeah. Yeah. I misunderstood. Okay. Uh, okay. My own brief. Yeah. You clearly said two. Anyway, let's not split hairs here. Patrick. My first team is an obvious one, and I'm pulling from the top half of the table. Liverpool, what are we doing this season? What is this mm. season going to be? Are you a title contender? Because now is the time to act like it. Are we going to get Salah going? Is Darwin going to get back to drawing Holland comparisons? Is Klopp going to tighten up the hinges on his own noodle there? Because all is not lost. All is not lost. You can you can get right back in this title race. It's early days, but you're going to have to shape it up. Or is this going to be a fall off the wagon, fourth place, maybe worse kind of season? Where are we going to be? It's a great team to be looking at. It's, it's, it's hard to ignore where they're at just simply because of where we expect them to be and say that Poetic. it is problematic. Uh, but for those ambitions, you have to imagine it is. You have to imagine they need to go on a little bit of a heater here to get themselves into the mix. And let's not like you're you're absolutely right James. What's 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 concerning is not their position in the table or the points that they're on, but it's how they are playing these games and losing these points and even in some of the games that they are getting points. Where would they be the if not the Newcastle last crazy, second, yes, yeah. The Newcastle last second. The Ajax game in the Champions League also last second. The 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 first Merseyside derby where they didn't get all three points in God knows how long. Uh, they got they got blanked in in that game, and then you know of course the the um, were were they the the they were the bounce back game for United were they not when United was yes. completely on yeah the, we were the, on the, the edge. downward trend we were on the edge you thought this is what's going to push them over the edge is going to really turn the heat up on on Ten Hag and not only did they not get a, a result I don't even think they're they're a better side I thought it was a fair result or at least you know draw or better for United I think so. Liverpool, what's concerning to me is how they're playing, and I wish he was on the air so we could give him proper credit, but I think Thomas said on the in the text exchanges that there's a sense of entitlement that these teams aren't just kind of bending to their will, and I think mm -hmm. that was so particularly astute in a great way to be looking at this Liverpool team that they they almost seem like they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know that we should be having to work for this as hard, yeah. you know, and They've got to change that up. And, and, and Klopp got the fans going again. There's still a good relationship. His job's not in jeopardy, yada, yada, yada. I still think that they're a near certainty to finish in the top four. But that's something to watch if if they don't have this run of form. They're going to say goodbye to the title race. What do they do? Is that all they cared about? Right. Can you motivate the players to, to do a bit more? I think they're professionals. I think at the end of the day, they'll be straight. But, yeah, it's um, troubling signs early. So they, they they've got to go on a tear here. Yeah, the thought that I get left with with Liverpool is, I remember at the start of the season, I mean, listen, I, I picked them to win the title. It's not impossible. It's looking less likely. And my, my thought process was, 
you know, hell hath no fury like a football team scorned. You know, they were right on the precipice, minutes, a half of football away from winning it, and it got taken away from them, and that motivates you. Mm -hmm. Alternatively, I can't get out of my mind that weird lap of honor they did at Anfield. Granted, you know, it it was celebrating a good season that could have been great, and it just felt weird, like they were gassed, exhausted after doing so many amazing things and coming up short right at the goal line in both the Champions League and the Premier League. I'm sure it takes a lot out of you, and maybe that's what we're seeing. Yeah, possibly. And I mean, I think they, they they didn't really even slip up at the end. You know, it was just they were a point off City for like six or seven games or something like that, and then City didn't buckle either. Right. Uh, you know, right. And so, uh, but James, about this stretch in the gap between the World Cup, great, great team to watch because they play all four teams that are in the top four. Um, the the uh, Tottenham, Arsenal, Man City, and of course Brighton, who's going to be an interesting Brighton. team. Of course, an interesting Brighton. team to see how they get on. But these are games that these teams won't capitulate. These Liverpool's going to have to, you know, show us show us who they are, show us who we know that they can be, or else, James, I think we are talking about a Champions League season for them. I, I do think that there is a there's a point where they're going to get where they're going to have to win damn near every game to get to 90, 95 points, which I still think is going to be what City will require yeah. uh, for somebody to beat them. Agree. Okay. All right, James. So with that, I'm moving over to Brighton. Yeah. Brighton for me is very, very interesting. Well teed up. Well teed up. I need I need them to show me they can carry on. They have a new manager, Roberto De Zerbi from Sassulo. Beautiful. And Shakhtar uh, as well. So two decent enough sides. I don't know anything about them. No clue. Uh, but they did commit to a new guy. They gave him a four-year contract. So they're... They're committed to this new guy, you would have to think, and just given their stature as a club and how long they had Potter, I, I think they'll be able to kind of go up and down, but Potter took his whole staff as well. The recruitment, the yep. backroom, yep. all the coaches. Do, you, do they try to keep things rolling and just have this coach just say, hey, let me just kind of come in. I'll learn a little bit what you're working. We'll do a little bit of my things, but I'm not going to mess with a with something that's 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 clearly working. Or does he come in as he's still in system? And does do they have a little bit of do they get a new manager bounce? Do they get a step back because they actually they didn't fire their manager because they were playing poorly? Their manager actually left because they were playing so well. It's not a situation you see all that often mid season. So it's going to be something very very interesting to see how this team responds. Um, and I think it's a real tough place uh, for Deserbi to come into this season because you can't imagine him holding position or improving. So how do you gauge him as a manager, both from our, you know, punditry and fan perspective, or what are the board's expectations? Yeah. How long are they backing him with the four-year contract? You have to think they're really committed to him and they have these expectations, but this stretch for me is a signal of intent for them to say, we are in these European places. This wasn't just the manager. We've actually got a pretty good side here. And, you know, we're here to prove something, both as a manager and as a club. So it's a club that I'm watching intently. They have uh, Liverpool away at the weekend. So talk about a very, very interesting fixture. They also have Tottenham, uh, Chelsea in this, uh, and Man City in their stretch coming up. So could we see them fall as far as eighth, ninth? It's entirely possible. It's a tough job to walk into, isn't it? And it's not a brag. It's just a fact I have never been in the situation as a fan of United 
where you've lost a coach midseason because he's been like, oh, I'm going to go coach this team now, this better team. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying there aren't better teams out there. I'm just saying our coach has never chosen to do that. So it's got to be a weird feeling. And we're also going to find out how many of these players are Potter system guys, and they're like his guys, versus who is actually a quality player for Brighton. Um, yeah. Big game to circle October 29th. Brighton's hosting Chelsea. Mm, mm. Yeah, and then tough boots to fill for this guy, Deserby, who uh, revealed that he spoke to Pep Guardiola upon his arrival. And Pep said, I'm very happy you're here. If there's ever anything you need, apart from when we play you, ha 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 ha, please don't hesitate to let me know. So uh, City 6, Brighton nil incoming. Yeah, that's October 22nd, a mm-hmm. week before. Mm-hmm. Pep is always, he likes to play with his food. You 100%. Know? He, likes to, he likes to really, really play with his food. So yeah, that's, that's going to be disgusting. It's going to be disrespectful. It's going to be borderline disrespectful. Yeah. Okay, Patrick, here's one. Second team. On the other side, or I mean, what you would think is on the other side of the table. Patrick, what are we? Show me something. Fulham. Mm. Fulham. You're sitting in sixth place. Amazing. Problem is, you've played seven games. Wake up, pals. There's 31 to go, and you need to get to 40 points. Now that you've had a break, what kind of team are you? You don't have the wind at your back anymore. I bet Fulham is one of the at the top of the list of teams in the Premier League who did not want this weird break, this international break, this 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 period of mourning, because they have been playing well above their level. Now, what kind of what kind of team are we going to see in this this lap of the season? I'm very curious to know. James, we don't have to go into my uh, – this, this This helps out because this was one of my picks as well. Uh, you know I've been big on Fulham, especially from a betting perspective. They have treated me well. They've only lost points this year, uh, full, lost all three points to Arsenal and to Tottenham, both yeah. on the road. Uh, they've got a lot of tough teams under their belt, so to be sitting in seventh is no uh, – no no stroke of luck. They've been playing good football. Yep. They seem to be up with intent this season. And so I agree. This is a team for me. I said, James, they need to show me their spooky side. Because in November, <laughs> they have two games in November. Halloween and, season. And those games are against both of the Manchester side. So those will be tough games at the end of the year. But in between then, they need to stay hot. You know who they play those six games before then? Newcastle, West Ham, Burnmouth. Villa, Leeds, Everton. Go okay. get yourself some points. Okay. If you, you know, for me, I'm, I, you know, not officially, of course, but tell me they can't secure promotion within those games with enough good results in those games. They could put themselves clear of 20 points. Oh, if they have easily. a good run, if they have a good run, I think it's a wrap. That's why this is so interesting to me. Yeah, it's, 100%. They were on a heater at the, at the roulette table, Andy Samora esque, and mm. they just got called by their girlfriend to dinner. So yes. it's like you're you're approaching that table for the second half of the night with different energy. Or at 7 a.m. in the morning where <laughs> you just rake in more money before. So if you're using that analogy, Fulham's going to roll. <laughs> Absolutely roll. All right. Uh, you got two more? No, I'll just do the one more. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm going with West Ham, James. Mm. They are on the bottom half of the table. Not just the bottom half. They're on the top right. They're actually the best team in the relegation yeah. Leicester's zone. Leicester's too obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Best team in the relegation zone. Because I actually, I, I think Leicester's going to be fine. They're still, 
They're still excited. They've got 10 goals on the season. Usually, usually that was relegation fodder teams. They just can't score. They just can't really get off the mark. But for me, my eyes are on West Ham. Um, they have 13 games now, James, between now and November 12th because they're in the conference league. Um, they haven't been as bad as it seems, right? They played City. They are forced his first game at home. They played Brighton. They played Spurs. They had the BS loss at Chelsea. Yep. They did have that pretty lame loss to Everton. Uh, where it just felt like that was that was Everton's first win, but that it felt like a moment for Everton was brewing after the Merseyside derby sure. where they got the tie. Sure, uh, I think that they're going to be fine for their upcoming fixtures. I don't really see West Ham as kind of relegation fodder, but yeah, what this are is they? a team that has taken some steps in the in the previous years under Moyes. Uh, they've got Rice on the team where they're not a relegation side, but is a 12th place finish going to keep them? Like, what is their ambition? For the season, we know that it is to be in Europe and, and and to stay in those places. They fought so hard, they celebrated so hard to get to the Conference League. When they were in the Conference League, you know, semifinals, it seemed like they were putting all their attention towards that the 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 that um yeah, competition last year and not on the Premier League. So they're a team that I think is desperate to be in Europe. So they need to they need to figure something out because the side's not that much different. You think on paper, you might even say they improved in the off season. So sure, curious curious what this team will. Uh, kind of represent and you know can they make a charge because they need to get they need to get themselves on up into the middle of the table but the middle of the table is only four points away you know so it's 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 such early days that you don't need to be too too concerned and looking at their schedule somewhat favorable going into the break it's just very very hectic I'd say Liverpool and United away are their two tough games everything else winnable for a side of their uh, their ability but they've got to get it going, and match fixture congestion, the fatigue, the potential injuries. You know, they haven't been in the best form. Something's got to start clicking. It's got to start clicking soon, or else it could kind of take that flip side. And, you know, again, I don't think they're relegation fodder, but to be 15th and well off on points of the top top six, top seven, uh, come come the World Cup right. would be would be pretty pretty terrible. Yeah, I feel like the ma- the main key is don't panic. And just start, right. start racking up your points. They're good enough, and they've had a tough, a tough stretch of luck. I would say more so than they've been bad. Yeah, fair, good one, good seg. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep an eye on these teams. Patrick, freak of the week. Prem de la Prem, freak of the week. Freak of the week. The freak of the week. The Freak of the Week. It's the Freak of the Week. Wow, what a freak. I gotta go with Greg Berhalter. <laughs> also known International as absolute, flavor. As absolute joke. This guy's an absolute joke. Let's go through the resume. James, fired from a second-tier club in Sweden for a, quote, lack of attacking play. <laughs> Five seasons in the MLS. He's got receipts. He's Five got seasons receipts. in the MLS. Finished seventh, fourth, 18th. Fifth and tenth, zero trophies, zero international experience. Maybe he's figuring it out. When he was appointed uh, to the position, his brother was the U.S. Soccer CFO. But he's got the behind the back passes. That's the one who controls head. the money, right? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. Chief financial offer officer. Offer. Yeah. Chief financial offer was a joke. Uh, but James, he's wasting the best talent. Best talent on the roster the U.S. has ever seen. Yeah, what's mostly by not even, is doing on the bench? Yeah, mostly by not even bringing it into camp. Uh, 
Shout out Walker Zimmerman, former LAFC great. Uh, but I think it's going to be a full-blown disaster in Qatar for the a United disaster States. disaster class, huh? Do you think I they're think going to take di- the spotlight away from, from England? I really do, James. I, I have, I have n- nearly full confidence that they will leave the group with zero points. Wow. I think they're going to get blanked. It is, it is some of the... You think they're that the, bad? I think that they are that bad. They lack so much cohesion. It's a team of a whole bunch of entitled kids. And I don't really think it's their, their fault that they're entitled. They're being crowned as the best U.S. team ever. They're all young. They play together forever. They're killing it in Europe you know, as a, you know, individuals, right. But it's the job of the manager, especially at the international level, right. to get everybody playing for one particular cause. And they're not playing for that manager. They don't, they're, they're out there playing with, which team other. Iran certainly does. They bring the smoke. Yeah. Team Iran is not a team to sleep on in the world cup. England, as bad as they are, class will reign supreme. Mm-hmm. And especially in the group. And then Wales, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about them. I think that's, first of all, I think that's a must-win game. It's the first game of the group for, for the U.S., and then they have to play England day after Thanksgiving, which has to mean something. Do it for the Pilgrims. Right. Or not the Pilgrims. The Native maybe, Americans. Yeah, maybe for the Native Americans more so than the Pilgrims. I think, yeah, they'll call, it, case, they'll call it even if they get the dub. Yeah. Right. Huge freak. Um, absolute joke. Pissing me off. <clears throat> But hopefully he'll be fired before mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Early Christmas gifts. Patrick, it's interesting. You went with a World Cup group stage-themed freak. I, too, did. Uh, Michael Sheen, the actor, needs to chill out. He needs to <laughs> stop giving speeches about whales. He's just got to stop doing it. I don't want this guy anywhere near the dressing room when it <laughs> happens because he's giving like gladiatorial Shakespearean theater speeches to honestly, I, I, I think his words are lost on these players. Yeah. They all look like they're just kind of like laughing in his face. Yeah. He's good. Um, his most they, effective thing he's going to do is delay Ramsey's ankle injury by 20 minutes. <laughs> they don't deserve him. And I'm just saying he needs to stop doing that. Like surely he's, he's not going to fly with them and do the speech. So it, we'll if you see. haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a complete delight. <laughs> he brings energy. It's like someone showing up to seven o'clock AM uh, homeroom class in high school, just hopped up on three espresso shots. It's amazing. Bringing it's that amazing. energy. Yeah. So he needs to chill out. Um, and that, yeah, that's my freak. Just the one this week. Great one. Mm-hmm. Beast of the week. Huge beast. Huge beast. What a beast. It's the Beast of the Week. Wow, look at that beast. My Beast of the Week is whoever was in charge of the sprinklers in Spain. Not <laughs> sure if you saw this one, James. Switzerland's out there for the warm-ups. Couldn't have been out there more than a minute. Sprinklers go on. And they just don't turn them off mm-hmm. for a good 30 seconds, full minute. Soak the whole team. Just send a clear message. Just start dominating the players from the start. Get in their head. I honestly don't even know the results of the game. James, I could not care less about the international break. It's all about the sprinkler boy. But it's all about the flex. And when it's international break, not too many beasts out there. Yeah. So that's my guy. They call the sprinkler. I have no idea. La agua terrible. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Lots of international hijinks on offer. Patrick, my beast of the week is skinny Luke Shaw. Skinny Luke Shaw is back. He's motivated. He's fit. Um, he admitted that he was not good enough 
getting dropped from Alasia, so we always like to hear that. Um, shows the coach has some modicum of control over these players. And I like how, you know, you can't have yin without yang. There's fat shaming Twitter, and then there's look at how skinny he is, which also is a quiet allusion to the existence of fat Twitter. So, yes, delicate balance. I think that there's probably few people that would benefit more than a um, biannual World Cup than Luke Shaw. Whenever he's got to get in an England side, my man just figures it out. Yep. Yep. He's big. Big presence in that team. Oh, man. Imagine that guy playing day after Thanksgiving. Mm. I bet you he's benched for that game. Mm. Cranberry sauce. Benched. Feeling it in, in the mm. hips. Pumpkin pie, boy. Okay. All right. Well, we're not going to fall into that same trap, are we, Patrick? No, he's looking great. Looking, looking slim. Just real slim. Men of culture. We are the men of culture. Men of culture. Hombres de cultura. Ooh, that's cultural. James, I don't know where your head's at. I think uh, we got to go with the, um, the Pogba family drama. Oh, wow. That's a great one. It's not what I have, but, I mean, by God. Have you been following this yes. story? Yes, I read the entire athletic deep dive on it. I'm woke. Okay, so you might, I'm very woke. You might, you might need to be able to go into more depth here, but for me, it's actually super sad, if we're honest. It's terribly um, sad. I didn't. I actually stopped enjoying it about halfway through when I was like, oh, damn, his brother's like trying to exploit him, extort him for money. Yeah, so Paul's yeah. now taking his brother, Matthias, um, yeah, it's very to sad. court for extortion. The mom's in Matthias, the middle of it all. Yeah, he accused him of using witchcraft to neutralize Mbappe. Um, that is the one funny part about this. And apparently, well, there's there's more funny parts, James. Okay, uh, apologies. Part of the claim is that Mbappe was a shadow of himself in that game, um, <laughs> which is by the by the the the, the box score is unquestionably true. The second funny part for me is that Paul's admitted to using the witchcraft, but just not in a, on Mbappe. So <laughs> there is a there is a gray area here where we have to ask questions. Uh, Mbappe, though, of course, sides with Paul in one what one uh, might call a reasonable position, uh, James. But what do you make of this? Do you side with Paul Pogba's use of the witchcraft? And who would you like to most cast a spell on uh, if you could choose one person in the footballing community? That is a phenomenal question, Patrick. Phenomenal. Uh, for me, it's casting a spell on David De Gea and just making sure he uses those feet every now and then. Just get the, mm. get, get the balls out there. Get them out there. Start Fair spreading enough. the play a little bit. It's like a positive mm -hmm. spell, you know? Right. Uh, it's like a charm. I think that's what they say in Harry Potter when it's a good spell. It's a charm. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel bad for Pogba. I think he's had what they call a news terrible, and it's... <laughs> don't be nasty. <laughs> don't be nasty. <laughs> he's had a rough year, Patrick. Uh, with, what with the injury... And a terrible, terrible year at, uh, which is what that translates to, by the way, at Manchester United. And then, you know, stuck in, you think you have family drama. How about this? You know, it, it is mm. sad. Poor mama, mama Pog's in the middle. And uh, the saddest thing about Pogba for me is he never did himself any favors in England at United because he never did interviews. He never let people see the real side of him. Mm. From everything I've read, from anyone who knows him, says he's like the nicest, happiest, like full of life, happy guy. So I like it, it's it's hard to wish wish poorly on him. And uh, 
yeah, the kidnapping, the extortion, especially when the family ties are there. It's, uh, it is not fun. My favorite part was the, the Mbappe interview where he just, you could tell he was none too pleased, but said something along the lines of, well, he's my teammate, so I'm inclined to trust him. <laughs> he, that's, that's code for just, I don't want to talk about it. Also, like, is, are we missing, like, is this a, is, 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 should we be talking bad about witchcraft? You know, is, is this an effective means? You want to denounce witchcraft? Well, I don't know that if, basically, I'm not saying I believe in witchcraft. Okay. I'm just saying if it has some level of efficacy, I don't want to be the guy knocking it. Right. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want to be sought out as a as a doubter. No, I don't need witches coming yeah. at me hocus pocus style. I already have enough going on that I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. I I don't want to be battling hexes. Yeah. No. No. I've, yeah. I've, we've been dealing with hexes of of different varieties on our own accord. <laughs> so let's leave let's leave the witchcraft to the French. Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Patrick. Respectfully, of course. Bon chance. Uh, my, <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't know whether he slots in at Freak, Beast, or Men of Culture each week, but he does show up with a regularity of at least once a week. Patrick, Jose Mourinho <laughs> in, the Stormzy, in the Stormzy music video. I don't oh, know. that's great. I don't know if you've seen see this. It. Oh, my God, it's amazing. So Stormzy, it's a song called Mel Made Me Do It, and he just goes, it's like bars for like four or five minutes. He, uh, he ends one of his verses like this. They fear this, but they won't say. I'm the, near the, I'm the nearest on a cold day. They love to talk about the old days. Them men are old like Annie, are you okay? I prefer not to speak like I'm Jose. And then they cut to Jose in the music video doing the shush lips next to Stormzy. And it's like <laughs> low camera looking up in the most like baller 360 camera view. He's it's just so in rap. Incredible. He's just in rap music videos now. I think he's, I think he's the people's champ manager of our generation. I want I him for hands USA. Down. Hands I want down. him for USA. And, and he's I think still a be good available. coach. Yeah. I think for a for a tournament, it would be a damn shame if he doesn't coach an international side in the world. I know because I I think he's got, I he's a, from when tournament football just winning a game on the day, winning a trophy, like he's. He's a guy that I back still. Maybe that's naive, but still, I would love to see him in that. Where it's like when it, survive in advance style. Like you know he's he, you know he's past it, but maybe he can muster enough magic for for seven games. You talk about instilling a belief in the players, and you know finding the guys that are going to play how he wants to play. He'll get it sorted, mm-hmm. no doubt, no win, doubt. Win seven games, that's it. Yeah, don't do it in Syria, but in the World Cup. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, love it. Love it. Great men of culture, Patrick. It's goal of the week, then district. What do you got for goal of the week? It's the solar.com goal of the week. As always, the goal of the week is brought to you by solar.com. Find the most competitive solar bids on the marketplace at solar.com. Use the code PREM500 for $500 off your solar project at solar.com. Forgot this segment, James, if I'm honest, because... Um, well, I know you I, would not so objectively... You, ob- you objectively would bottle this one. I have no choice but to go with yeah. Fabio Vieira's <laughs> Wonderstrike. 
<laughs> Many as, people are calling it a wonder strike. As the only goal that immediately comes to mind. Uh, nonchalance, James, would be generous in describing his reaction to this a is 30 disgusting. Yeah, I was actually going to say, pearl. you say nonchalance, I say lack of self-belief. Where it took three <laughs> seconds to be like, oh shit, I scored. That, he was, it was in. one of those. It was one of those, eh, I don't really have too much on, I'm going to hit it. And yeah, yeah actually off the post. It, it was a pearl. Yeah, it was a pearl. Uh, maybe not even the best goal in the game, now that I've started to think about it a little bit more. But it's goal of the week, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Okay. Fabio Vieira. First goal opening his account, his first start. Good for him. Not unimpressive. Good for, for him. a guy that most people forgot about. Right. Remember me? Why mm. always me? Says Fabio Vieira. Uh, Patrick, you know I have no qualms giving my goal of the week, a goal of the month, and also a goal of the season. And until I'm proven otherwise, it is Son Hyung Min's first goal against Leicester. Uh, shades of the goal of the season that I did award him when he starts dribbling from about the halfway line. Cuts across Soyonshu, who now just without his powers looks like a freakish combination of Harry Maguire and Sideshow Bob. Uh, cuts cuts cross and just pearls one in on the right foot. And then the stanky celebration that's like, you really thought I was, I was finished. Mm-hmm. It had everything for me. Goal of the week. You might be hearing it again. Wow. Wow. See you Sunday. I mean, Saturday at 4.30. Yeah, fair uh-huh. enough. Uh-huh. Mr. Son, Mr. Son, mm-hmm. oh, I'm gonna hate Richarlison so much. Who's your son? Just thought about that. I just thought he's he's the new Lamella. Yeah, you're gonna hate him even more. Oh, he oh he he puts Lamella to shame, Patrick. Well, let's see if he hits a Rabonia in our face. Has anyone made the T-shirt? Who's your sonny? Like who's your daddy? You know, who's your sonny? Prem to Prem can so. make merch. We should. That would be the first one. We'll market or- it directly to Thomas and Mark. Or good podcast. Mark would wear a Who's Your Sonny t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Let's offline this, James. This is probably not the best time for a business meeting, but I think we're on to something. Okay. Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. Step right up, step right up. Come get a ticket at the Degenerate District. Time to spin the wheel in the Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. There can only be one, James. I think there's a lot of fun bets this weekend. I've actually taken all <laughs> 10 games. <laughs> there can only be one that's a lock, James. Got to back the lads at plus 110, slightly better than even odds, taking Arsenal over Spurs to get it done, get it done at home. Got to be confident, James. I'm confident. And that's why it's a lock. Okay. Certified. Meatball. Talked about him earlier. Fulham home to Newcastle. Newcastle with a... Substandard performance. Newcastle's a... F- I, I can't quite figure them out yet, James. I don't know if you can. Um, that's why I'm putting this in the meatball. Some days I think Newcastle's a world beater. Sometimes I think they're scrubs. Uh, but, you know, that's how it goes. But I'm getting a plus 200, Fulham at home. Uh, and then for my donkey, I'm taking Palace at home to Chelsea. Little London derby. That's plus 340. Chelsea has been nothing short of unconvincing all year long. Palace is also really not kind of delivered what I expected from them at the beginning of the season, but I still think they're a tough out. And I think it's doable Mm-mm. for them to take care of business at home to Chelsea. So that's a quick derby. Other games that I like, I do like Manchester United against the spread. I do like the over in Leicester, uh, Nottingham Forest. Might score 100 goals in that game. <laughs> and other than that, 
Uh, we, I think we got a decent slate this weekend, James. Yeah. A decent slate to come back to. Oh, it's exactly within... what we were saying. There, yeah. You've it's like you've just recovered from drugs, and then you go right back into black tar heroin at the North London Derby at four thirty in the morning. Well, James, I don't share the same experiences as as you do. So I think of it more of like you've just had too big of a meal, and then you just let out a real nice fart. So that makes zero sense. But well, okay. let's just agree to disagree. <laughs> and if you need to talk, to I don't somebody, think I've ever had that experience. <laughs> yeah, if you need, don't need think to I've ever done somebody. that. Uh, well, okay, I'll leave it there. Okay, okay, watch it, <laughs> uh, folks. I don't. I can't think of any other time really to bring this up. We are not going to be recording next week. Um, I am going to be in Italy, partially for a wedding, partially for scouting. Um, geography buffs out there. Italy is closer to England than my home base of LA, so I think I'm going to be more in tune with the game. I'll try and get on the live Instagram, show you guys some of the finer things in life, and also my take on the Premier League from abroad. And then we'll be back. As you know us, wait, what the hell? I'm looking at the schedule. It's making no sense. Okay. Nope, it is. Okay. I will be back before game week 11, the slate of games, um, mid-October. Yeah, that that sounds right. Just so eloquent. I'm off for a week and a half, and we will figure it out. But by God, we've not forgotten about you, and we never will. We love you, Prem Heads. Patrick, do you have anything to say as a lasting memory for these people over the next week and a half? Yeah, we definitely won't be recording. Goodbye. (laughs) How do I turn this thing? Where's my mouse? There we go. What's going on, Prem Heads? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Prem Head. Mm-mm. Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem de la Prem, out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Right there. I might not even have to touch that.